Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey, everyone, and welcome to what I think is episode 169 of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. This is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're going to talk about how to figure out ROI or return on investment when you're going to purchase some equipment. Yeah, and we're using that term term kind of specifically uh, because that is the term that finance people and you know bigger business people use to talk about what happens, the money that they make when they invest in equipment. What you may um, be asking is. How much money am I going to make? You know, how much money am I going to make in my business? If I buy this, you know, um, how much cash am I going to put in my pocket? How quick can I pay it off? You know, those are more common terms. How to figure an ROI that return on investment is something very specific. Uh, we're going to talk about what it is technically, and we are going to review a little bit on what that means for cash flow if you finance it. But most of the time, it's going to be what? Writing a, writing a check or investing in a piece of equipment, figuring out how long it takes to, to pay it back. Yeah. And, and another, this also goes into, um, can I afford this piece of equipment? Kind of that's, that's kind of a concept, especially for um, a particularly, I mean, any business cash flow is, is it has to deal with it. And um, if you're a startup or you're a particularly small business, you know, mom and pop type of a thing, you, you, will look at um, investing some of your money or, or bringing on new payment kind of as another bill. And can I afford to add this bill or can I afford to take this money out of uh, savings or profits or, or, or borrow it, whatever you want to call it. And this, this can kind of help you comfortably do that math on your own. So you can look at it and then just comfortably say, I clearly can do this you know, or, or, or say there's, okay, there's a risk involved that this is a good idea or, or whatever, whatever outcome you get um, based on some good math. Yeah. And, and also if you're in a position where you are um, looking at, you know, borrowing money or getting, uh, you know, getting local investors, maybe asking family if they want to invest or going out to a wider circle of friends, maybe, you know, a money guy, you're going to say, hey, I've got this business idea. You know, here's what I'm going to need to start it. The next, the next thing you're going to say or talk about or write about is going to be, here's the ROI on the money that I'm going to spend. And a big chunk of that is going to be probably your biggest expense when you first get started is going to be whatever you're going to use to make your custom products. Yeah. Now, this could get really complicated and convoluted. And, and when we are talking about investing, like investing in stocks and bonds and things of that nature, you know, there's, there's a million more things to talk about, but we're, we're going to break this down for, for just anybody who's kind of regular out there. You're pretty good at math. You can do some math. You want to try to get an idea and you are trying to explain this to yourself your business partner, or like you said, somebody who might be willing to invest or, or even uh, a local bank that you might be borrowing from, this will give you a really great educated way to speak about it. 
um, without having to be a uh, any type of financial analyst. Right. Right. Okay. So, so, Mark, why don't you why don't you start it off and talk about just you know why should you care and why should you figure out the ROI? Sure. Sure. So, um, I mean. Uh, when it comes to business and return on investment, as I mentioned, there's a lot of different ways to discuss it and what does it mean? And, and, and there's a lot of terms, but really it's, it's how much money are you going to spend on something, right? And we're going to talk about equipment, but this could be uh, advertising dollars. You know, it goes for a lot of different ways. You could a do building. this. Yeah. A building there's, there's, there, you know, there's a lot of different ways, but we're going to talk about equipment. So how much am I going to invest in this piece of equipment? And then how much will that make me? How much, how much is that going to turn into profit for my business? Um, right away over time, how quickly will you ramp up? I mean, that's, that's a lot of what we're going to be covering with this. Yeah. And how, maybe how long it takes uh, for it to pay for itself. Mm -hmm. You know, so you'll know after that, that's kind of what I think one of the big advantages of writing a check for, for like a, a big purchase like that, whether it's digital heat effects or a DTG printer, or even one of the direct to film printers that we've got, you know, is if I write this check for $30,000 and I'm going to make $2,500 a month in profit because I own it, then it's going to pay for itself in a year. That means year two, it's all profit. Year three, it's all profit. Year four, it's all profit. You know, so that's another good way to look at what you're looking for for ROI is how long is it going to take me to pay back the money that I borrowed or used in order to buy it? Yeah. And you know what? This is something that a lot of folks listening to this um, will be familiar with. And if you've ever been, been pitched it or made the jump to do this is something with your home, right? You um, solar or windows are big on their kind of return on investment pitch. Right. And what does that mean? Is that this, this solar roof, I'm just going to use numbers that are wrong, but $10,000, right? The roof for the windows are going to cost you $10,000 and it's going to save you on your electric bill. Well, how much, you know? Okay. Well, it's going to save you uh, $100 a month or $1,200 a year. Somebody looks at that and says, gosh, it's going to take, it's like eight years before yeah. I pay it off. I, I don't want to do that. Right, and they're not interested um, compared to five hundred dollars and a hundred, you know, five thousand dollars and one hundred and fifty a month. Now that time, oh, okay, well, now it's just a few in a few years. Then my electric bill will be lower for the next ten years. I plan on living here, yeah, and I'm going to save ten thousand dollars. So I'm going to go ahead and upgrade my windows now and, and start putting that money, getting getting ready for that money to get back in my pocket. And yeah. I think that's what you know, you're talking about there, Mark, is that uh, that initial investment, if it's, if you think it's going to take you five years to get your return on a piece of equipment, you, you might not think that's a good investment for your business. It's just way too long to get that money back yeah, uh, compared like to if you're going to pay it off in a few months. And I'm just going to throw in one more thing just to make it a little bit more confusing. And that's, um, and that's, you know, you, you want to do your ROI calculation to figure out if that's the best thing that you can do with your money right now. You know, if you're starting a business and you have, you know, uh, $20,000 in the bank and you're buying $18,000 worth of equipment, is that the best use of that money? You know, okay, let, let me see. Let's do some math. See how long I'll, it'll take me to replenish that bank account. Or, you know, if you've got uh, that 20 grand in a shoebox under your bed 
versus taking out a, uh, a home equity loan on your house or partnering up with somebody or borrowing it from somebody, then, you know, all those things, you know, you, you can't make a good decision until you know your ROI, mm-hmm. and we, which is what we should probably get to. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's do that then. Um, so maybe, do you want to start to talk about, you, you mentioned something that I find to be one of the most intriguing things uh, when it comes to ROI, and that's you buy a $10,000 printer how if and you paid cash let's or you yeah. you know what whatever however you did it you know you're not doing a long term lease you're doing something short term a credit card or cash um and about how quick till you've paid it back and it's kind of uh all profit per se yeah so i mean the, the great thing about and while a lot of businesses will just write a check for a piece of um a piece of equipment is it affects your depreciation first of all you know, it's when you can take depreciation for it, et cetera, that you should talk to a tax pro about it. But, but more importantly, you know, if, if, I, if I buy something for, you know, $20,000 and I'm going to make, you know, um, and I'm going to pay it off in two years, that means that in year three, everything that I produce with that piece of equipment is going to be profit. In year four, everything's going to be profit. In year five, everything is going to be profit. So the idea behind buying a piece of equipment and then um, looking at your ROI when you get to replenish that money that you took out for it is how quickly you get to a super profitable business. You know, you don't really have to worry about things monthly, write a check for $10,000, you make $1,000 a month from it. That first 10 months, you put all that money back in the bank and now you're at zero. Now that equipment is free except for maintenance and labor. So now everything that you make, every time you sell a shirt, you have a much more clear and easily decipherable profit. Mm-hmm. I like this. So the, that piece of equipment. Yeah. So this is, this is, you've got um, $20,000 in the bank from your business or, and you decided to take 10 of it and buy a, a printer or an embroidery machine. And then now you have 10,000 in the bank and an embroidery machine. Yep. Then, then you start putting, you start making money with the embroidery machine and you put a thousand dollars back in the bank by month 10, you've got your $20,000 back and you own an embroidery machine. And then by month 20, you've got $30,000 in the bank and month 40, you've got 40,000 and so on and so forth. And then at the end of it, you may have um, $100,000 in the bank and maybe, and, and, and then the embroidery machine is maybe retiring at that point in time. Yep. And so there's kind of the return on that cash that you made as you grew your bank account by taking some cash directly out of it and investing in a piece of equipment. So the, following this, we'll talk about kind of how you can do some math on those numbers before and after you make the investment. Yeah. And if you're a finance pro that's listening to this, you know, try not to cringe. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to use, you know, these, the simplest version of all these calculations and make it clear. And everything that we tell you is useful. Um, we promise it's very useful to go through all this. It may not share the same uh, vocabulary as someone when you, when, you know, if you're talking to a financial planner or something like that, they may use different words for all these same ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, and for the finance pros or folks that know about this and um, are really good with this stuff. So I just Google searched 
93% of Americans experience some level of math anxiety. 17% suffer from high level of math anxiety. This is according to Yahoo. <laughs> Okay. okay, but they Yahoo know. Finance, Yahoo Finance. Okay, wow. okay. so um, saying that, that's the reason why this is an important episode. So if you're yeah. part of the seven percent, then like we applaud you, and uh, and we know you've done this. But if you're part of that seventeen percent that has a lot of math anxiety, this this episode's clearly for you. And uh, if you're somewhere in the middle there, I think it's only going to help. And um, I remember Mark and I have had these conversations back and forth about equipment. And I know um, over the years, I've learned so much just by us having these thinking and talking conversations in, in, in a simple mode, yeah. not in finance pro mode. So um, so where do, where do we step into next? We should start doing some math, I think, unless there's anything else to go before we get into the scary part. No, why don't you, why don't you start doing the basic math and then we'll, um, we'll talk about the difference between uh, what financing ROI looks like. Okay. All right. So this, um, again, this is simple. This is it, almost in your head or pencil math, you know, simple stuff you could do on a calculator. So you've, um, you've purchased or just a $10,000 printer. Okay. Um, and everything that needs to go in it, you spent about $10,000. And by, by the way, we did a great episode on how much printer, how much things cost. Oh yeah. There's a wide selection of t-shirt printers that you can get from Coldesi for $10,000. Yeah. There's actually, you can start, you can get, you can get started from anywhere from a couple thousand dollars, not honestly less than a thousand dollars all the way up to $50,000, depending on what your production and needs are. Um, So, but a very common, a very common number is about 10 ish thousand that that's it's it's the the most amount of people are kind of getting in that range it's a very powerful piece of equipment um it does a lot it's full commercial you know so it's it's just very common um the payments affordable things like that digressing um so you've done some math that you can make about ten dollars a shirt right and, and, and we've helped with that because we've surveyed um our customers mm-hmm. and found that to be a very low reasonable profit most of them make a little yeah. bit more, but a lot of them make ten bucks. A lot of them do, right? And um, are doing and and most people over many years of doing of surveying and asking are saying that ten is is a clear number that they do. And um, and uh, some folks in the screen printing business, that, I mean, they're only charging five dollars a shirt, right? Oh, right? But that is a different business than we're talking about. We're talking about digital printing. Um, we're talking about higher end type of shirts and that's what most people who are looking at our equipment are looking to produce. They're not looking to mass produce 10,000 shirts at a time for four bucks a piece. They're looking to do orders of 50 or a hundred shirts that might be 20 bucks a piece. Okay. Okay. Just saying that too. Um, so, uh, let's say you make, you're going to make $10 a shirt cause you're going to, and, and we don't have to get into the numbers of what you're selling it for, but, but just for fun, we'll say, all your business costs, the t-shirt, the ink, the running the business, the accountant, the electricity, all that stuff costs you 10 bucks a shirt. Okay. And then you charge 20. So you've got 10, you put in the bank. That's the simple math we're going to do. If you sell 200 shirts a month, you make $2,000 a month, right? Um, 200 times 10, you just add an extra zero for the, for the, right. 
whatever word you would use to be afraid of math people <laughs> times 10, you add a zero at the end. So 2000 shirts a month. I mean, sorry, $2,000 a month. That means your machine is paid back in five months, right? So 2000, 4,000, 6,000, 8,000. Yeah. So, so I just want to stop and, and say something remarkable here. Sure. 10 bucks a shirt in profit is not a stretch. Yeah. No, right? no. Um, selling 200 shirts a month. It's 10 orders of 20 shirts. You know, it's uh, 50 shirts a week. It's it's not a lot of shirts. So we're talking about paying off a commercial t-shirt printer in five months, not doing a lot of shirts, not spending a lot of money. You know, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a remarkable ROI. Talk yeah. to somebody who's, who's buying a Subway franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And, and also this is, if you're doing like uh 10 shirts in an hour, I'm just going to do all zero numbers just yeah, so we'll that is easy. <laughs> but yeah. if you're doing 10 shirts in an hour, um, 200 shirts, we're going the opposite way. So we take a zero yeah. off is 20 hours. That's five hours a week. If you're saying your side gig, if this is a side gig thing and you're looking to do 10 hours a week is what you want to put into your side gig. You got five hours to do the business stuff and sales and talk to customers, five hours to do production. There's your 10 hours a week. And that's $2,000 a month. Yep. That's a side gig that a lot of folks are doing in the, in this business. Um, uh, so going further with the math, if you're selling 500 shirts a month, you know, um, you're paying it back in, in two months. Yeah. You know, so so that's kind of how you're kind of doing some of this math on what this return on investment is. And we're going to, we'll extrapolate on this further. Um, but, but, but the sentence that you can say at this, at this point is that, um, you know, if you're doing your uh, back in the napkin business plan and you're saying that I'm going to spend $10,000 on this piece of equipment, I'm going to invest in it. And I think I can sell 200 shirts a month at a minimum. My ROI is five months. You know, um, I will have this paid off and, you know, paid back in five months. If you're talking to an investor, um, that's a pretty strong statement. You know, that after five months, I'm going to take your $10,000 and now we're, we'll be in profit mode. You know, mm -hmm. which, is, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, I find all this stuff to be pretty interesting because you can play with all of these numbers, yep. right? And you can get deep into the math and you just start, you know, writing them down. Well, what if I can, what I'm looking at it, I think I could sell my shirts for more. I can sell them for 15. What does that math look like? Um, well, I'm not trying to work that many hours. I want to work much less. What if I only put eight hours into it? You know, how many can, there's a lot of math. There's a lot of fun math you can do once you get used to it. Uh, so now, um, now let's talk about financing, I think, unless there's anything else you want to cover there. Well, I do like you, you made a, you made a little note here about life expectancy of the printer. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, I apologize. I You're right. Talk about at this point, because, you know, your equipment is not going to last forever, right? It just, it just won't. Um, this laser printer I have back in the corner, I think it was made in like 1978 or something like that. Um, I, I print, I print with it five pages a month, maybe on average. You're buying a commercial piece of equipment that you're gonna use all the time. If it's an embroidery machine, it's gonna be running for days or hours, you know, every, every week. It will last for a long honking time, 
but it won't last forever, you should plan on it becoming obsolete in X number of years so you can work that out in the long-term math for your business, right? So you've got yeah. a great life expectancy of a printer is about five years. Yeah, that's great. And we're going to... Um... After we talk about financing too, we'll kind of jump into some um, some other ROI stuff where we'll talk about that long term number at the end um, and how long you're how long you expect it to live. Uh, so we can talk about how much money will I make over time. So right now we talked about a quick ROI, meaning how right. much how I invested this much money. How soon till I get that money back in the bank? Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, we'll talk about financing, which is going to be I'm going to make this this many. I, this is my payment. How much? Do, how much work? How much do I have to sell to be able to make my payment for me, where it's yeah. break even, yeah. right? Because a, a a a payment of three hundred dollars costs you three hundred dollars out of your pocket every month until that equipment is making you money. Uh, and you have $300 that the equipment made you, right? Now you're at break even and so on. Uh, and then we'll talk about the life of your printer. So that ROI over time, how much did it make you total in the end? And then that's uh, that becomes a case for reinvesting in a new one, you know, uh, decision making. Yeah. Okay. So I like that. So uh, financing ROI is cash flow. And that's my favorite thing. Um, I love cash. I like to keep it. Um, so like if I start a business, I'd be less likely to write somebody a check for the pizza oven. If I'm starting a pizza business, you know, um, I'd be much more likely to be the person that tries to figure out what's the best financing deal I can get. So I get a low monthly payment because as you can see, you know, when you look at that $10,000, um, purchase for a piece of a, of, for a printer, then, you know, it gets paid back in five months. But in that five months, if all you're doing with that $2,000 that you make, if that's what you make, then, then you're not taking any cash yourself, right? You're not taking anything back. That's putting everything back in the business. You don't have to do that, of course. You can, you can extend it out. But if you finance it, then, it, then it's really reasonable I mean, uh, Mark Vila's got, you know, an estimated payment here at around $300 a month, which is super high, but it's easy to figure because you figure right now, you could probably get a $10,000 piece of equipment for around 240. Okay, so at $300 a month, now you're not dealing with that $10,000 that you're looking for necessarily as your turn on investment, you're dealing with that on a monthly basis. So what's my monthly ROI? What's my monthly cash flow? That's when the financing people are flipping out a little bit. Because it's not ROI, it's positive cash flow. So um, when I think personally about ROI, I'm thinking about I'm spending this much a month and I'm bringing in this month a month, this much a month. Number two has got to be higher than number one. And if you so if you're doing $300 a month in, a, in an equipment payment, um, what was the math you used? You're making $10 a shirt, right? So that means your break even is at 30 shirts every month. So now if you are selling those 200 shirts, you've got 170 shirts that you get to keep that 10 bucks a month. I mean that $10 a shirt. So yeah, you're yeah. putting 1300 bucks in your pocket right away. 
selling the same number of shirts, using the same piece of equipment, selling the same customers. It's just a different way to use the money. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the number won't look as good in the end because you're paying interest on that loan, potentially. But, you know, if you are, you know, the, the way I think about the finance ROI, too, is if you only have $10,000 $10, in the bank and you want to buy a $10,000 piece of equipment to start your business, is it really a good move? And this is up to you. Is it really a good move to empty that account and invest in that equipment and not have enough money left over for a bad month or um, something happens to your, in, at your office or, you know, you get sick and you can't work or, you know, you don't have that cash buffer. Yeah. Yeah. That, no, that makes a lot of, that, that makes a lot of sense. And there's, there's, um, there's the concept of, you know, looking at the interest that you're going to pay over time because you see that. And especially if you're new, um, new to doing this for business, um, you, you will look at that because you're used to looking at that for your car loan and your home loan. You know, like, gosh, this car, I'm going to buy this $30,000 car. It's going to cost me 50 grand, you know, yeah. in the end. Right. Um, and that's how folks will look at a piece of equipment. You know, oh, I can't believe this $10,000 equipment is going to cost me 15,000 with interest. But, you know, you do, you make a good point, you know, that it's the risk and reward, you know, but really, and this was something that was a conversation that we would have a lot with folks when, um, when I was in equipment sales, because I'd have folks that would decide to not do it because of the interest it's right. going to cost. Right. right. And, and that's when that's when this kind of math here comes up is um, the payments 300 a month. Like we said, just doing easy numbers. Um, you sell 100 shirts a month <clears throat> at 10 bucks a shirt means you make a thousand dollars a month. Um, you have a three hundred dollar payment. You've netted seven hundred a month. Right. Um, <clears throat> if this is your dream and this is what you want to do. I mean, that's. I don't know. You get over, you get over the fact that the bank profited off of that. Yeah. I mean, so, so, I mean, the interest, I'm not going to say the interest doesn't matter Yeah, because it's important, but how many months do you have to not start that business before the, before you make up for that? So in other words, if I'm going to make a thousand dollars next month before I financed it, and at the end of the lease, it's going to take cost me an extra $5,000 for a $10,000 piece of equipment then in, in five months, I'm already in a better space because you're not going to do anything next month. You know, you're going to decide not to do anything because there's a, there's a less than attractive interest rate on the equipment. And uh, so, okay, that you're not going to make 700 bucks next month. And then the following month, you're not going to make a thousand bucks because your business would have gotten better in the following month. You know, so so it really is this, um, it, it's not an easy decision. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's not. But if you, if you do this math and you consider it, that's where it, it becomes easier to know what's right for you. And by the way, these, all these numbers we're making up, we're are making all, up. it's all fictional stuff. Yeah. There's 0% interest finance out there. There's stuff, there's, we have folks that um, do stuff on a credit card that's, that's 1% or 0% for years. I mean, there's leasing, there's, there's tons of stuff. Um, we're just using numbers just to visualize yeah, rather than just abstract. And say Mark Stevenson said it was going to be 15%. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. So, um, but if we say that, if we're going back to the example, just wrap this up, um, yeah. is a $300 payment. If you sell, we, we already said, if you're making 10 bucks a shirt, you need to sell 30 shirts to be able to make your payment without going negative at all, which yep. is wonderful. Um, that's, uh, then if you sell a hundred shirts a month, 10 bucks a shirt, that's a thousand dollars a month that you bring in net. I'm sorry, net before your payment, right? Because we've already said that like the 10 bucks is after the cost of the shirt, the cost of running the business, yep. all that stuff. Um, so you've made a thousand dollars a month. You're after your payment, that's 300. You now have officially netted 700 because we're siloing out this payment as a, as an expense just for just for conversation. Yeah. Um, so $700 a month, if you stayed flat at that number and never sold more than a hundred, that's about eight or $9,000 a year running a machine for a couple days a month. Cause that's how yeah. long it would take to make a hundred shirts. Yeah. So if you, I mean, if you were, if you were in the internet marketing business, you'd say that the machine's not costing you anything. Yeah. It's paying for itself and, and handing you 700 bucks. You know, so that's that's another way to look at it. But, yeah. So so there, but you can see the difference, right? You can see the difference. You know, imagine you're sitting down in front of um, in front of somebody that you're talking about starting your business, and you want them to invest, or you're just explaining the numbers to make sure that you've got a good idea and everything works. You've got two choices. I can either take the ten grand that you're going to give me, um, and here's what the the ROI is like, the payback is like. Or I'm going to finance this 10 grand and here's what my monthly cash flow is like. Pros and cons to each one. So then we can go into kind of a net, a net return type of a thing, yeah. right? So a net return on investment, um, and this isn't super technical. Again, this is just layman, um, is uh, how much money you're going to basically make when the whole thing is done. That's what we're going to return. And, and finance folks will talk about this with like uh, in making some long-term investments and stuff like that, you know, and, and, and uh, that's kind of what we're going to, we're referring to it as this, as that. So you buy a $10,000 machine and you're selling a thousand shirts a month at 20 bucks a piece. Um, so you're making $20,000 a month after five years, it's over a million dollars in revenue, right? Yeah. So this $10,000 investment over the five-year life created you a million dollars in revenue for your business. Yep. Um, and that's how, that's how big, you know, especially big businesses and, and small businesses alike are looking at something. Um, we don't have an, any commerce store. We think we're missing out on $10,000 a month in sales. If we start up an online store, the online store is going to cost us $20,000 to make, but in, but we're going to make 5,000 you know, and that store before we have to build, rebuild it again is going to be good for five years. That means, you know, all of this money is going to be made by spending this little bit amount of money or, or a lot amount of money now, you know, seemingly. Um, so, or were you going to say something? You yeah. So I, so here's what I like about this. I like something about every, every way of looking at, at this, at this idea. And in my, in my personal business life, I look at, I look at it in every one of these ways. You know, um, it's a good good way to check your decisions. But what I really like about it is it gives you a 
it highlights the difference between the people that start and the people that never get started. You know, I, we see a lot of uh, comments, especially on the embroidery machine and the digital heat effects, people just getting started. They'll say, wow, you know, that 300 bucks, that's like a car payment. You know, mm -hmm. I could buy another car for that. Yeah, but you're going to add up what you spend on that car over five years. And you're going to add up what you make with this printer over five years. And the difference is going to be a million dollars. You know, I mean, this is this is really kind of the, the reality of, of the situation. And so if you've got these net return numbers and you have the wherewithal to look at what your business might be like after five years, then you get a much better perspective on, oh man, that paper's expensive. How much does it cost to, to replace the, uh, the white toner? You know, um, I need a reciprocator. I've got to have somebody come out to my business and help um, reset up my, my embroidery machine because I dropped it off the back of a truck. You know, I mean, these things take on a different perspective if you have all, the, all of these numbers written down and like, oh, it's okay. Like it's hard now. And that sucks, but my net return after five years, if I keep this up is this. Yeah. And, and you should be excited by that no matter where you are in the process. Yeah, no, there's, there's something that you mentioned there is kind of the big picture thinking versus a small, like small picture thinking. So um, how much does it cost for uh, ink or toner to buy like a set or something like that, or a box of paper or, or, or whatever it might be is, um, is a reasonable and valuable question to know, you know, mm -hmm. um, you should know all of that. Um, but it's much less important to know how much does it cost to replace an ink cartridge than it is to know how much does it cost me to make each garment? each piece, yes. each month. Yes. That's much more important to know because that's going to be a lifetime thing. If you are um, charging the right amount of money and doing your math correctly, because you know how much it costs to make, then you're going to know how profit profitable you'll be. And when it comes to, when it comes time to replace those things like ink or something like that, um, you've earned the money to do it because you've been charging enough per garment to add up for that cost, yeah. whatever it might be. And I, I'd say it's a, and it's, it's tough because it, it is a change in thinking. So we have this kind of frustrating conversation with people all the time where it's um, digital heat effects in particular. Let's say that a sheet of A and B is $3 and 50 cents or $4. Let's say it's $4. Let's say it costs you $4 for an 11 by 17 sheet. Um, and, you know, people think that's expensive. That's very expensive. And they, they, they may not make a decision because of that. They may decide against it because of that. But if you'll notice, we didn't qualify that $10 profit in, in the t-shirt when you sell it. It's $10 a shirt. It may be 11, it may be 15, it could be nine, but most of the time it's $10 a shirt. That includes what you're, whatever you're spending to make the shirt. So why does what you're spending to make the shirt matter if the numbers work at $10 a shirt? Because there's always a trade-off. Uh, you mentioned, Mark, um, embroidery a few times. It may cost you almost nothing for thread and backing, 
but it may cost you 15 minutes to make a pull-up. Where, you know, with digital heat effects, it may cost you, you know, um, $350, $4 or something for the A and B paper, but it takes you five minutes to make a shirt. You know, um, it's, it's just this wide range of things that go into making the point of this is how much I'm going to profit. If I spend, a, let's say I told you that you could make $1,000 on a transaction. You could sell a shirt to me for $1,000, but you'd have to spend 500 bucks to make it. Would you take that deal? If your answer is no, you should probably not get into the business because I just said that you're going to make five, 500 bucks, but all you can think about is that you're going to have to spend this money to get it. And I think that's a fundamental difference in the way business people think versus regular consumers that just have a job. And it shows up where it should, if you are thinking that way, don't give up, listen to this again, look at the notes and see if you can't convince yourself by actually reading the math on these things. Um, that spending money to make money is good. <laughs> all right, I, 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 I'm on board. Sorry, I think I got a little big picture there. I got. A we did, and and you mentioned something I think is just worthy of uh, of commenting on um, is the is just it's a little bit off of this net. Um, net return number we're going to talk about, but it, it does have to do with it is um, costing $4 to make a shirt versus 50 cents to make a shirt versus, you know, pennies to make a shirt. The, these are all very, very relative things depending on what's being delivered. So um, if you wanted to do a left chest logo, like I'm wearing on this, Right. How much was this with that with the DTF printer? Do you remember? Gosh, I think it's like four cents a square inch. Oh, okay, so like like a nickel. Fifty cents. Look, yeah. Okay. Um, on so on a on a digital heat effects, for example. Um, I did some math on this recently, but if you could put like, if we're saying it costs like five bucks to print a sheet of paper, I'm just, you know, doing, doing a high, a high estimate number. Um, and you can get at tw 25 of these on the shirt. It's five yep. divided by 25. That's 20 cents to make. Yes. Right. Um, so the DTF one is probably yeah closer to a quarter of that. Right. Right. So it's a quarter, it's, it's 25% of the cost to produce it with one technology versus the other. Right. Flip that. Um, if my business is on-demand printing medium to small quantity, I'm I'm not going to go to our DTF printer to make one. Exactly. Sure. Good point. <laughs> right. Like it's a little bit of a thing. It's a process yeah. because you're doing production. Um, and with it with a, a digital heat effect style printer, if you just want to make one shirt for one customer, five minutes, you're done. With the DTF, yeah. you might be setting up for five minutes just to get it running, and, and at you least you at least work. eight, at least eight eight minutes before it makes its first print. Okay, so eight minutes, right? So there's a difference in that, right? Now, yeah. So depending on the business and what you're doing, some things make more sense than others, right? Okay. Um. So so that's that is part of this equation when you're considering all this math, and and we're gonna get into some comparisons, I think, after this. Yeah. Okay. But good. I'm gonna do some um. 
I'm going to digress back to the net return, right? Ooh. So I did some quick math up up here, right? Um, you, you bought a $10,000 machine and you're, you're on average, you're selling a thousand shirts a month at 20 bucks a piece, right? Yeah. Um, so if you, that printer's going to last you five years, you do that math across it, that $10,000 printer has earned you $1.2 million in revenue gross before right. you take out any costs, right? So now this has happened. Right. So now we're looking at like the machine is you're going to retire that machine today. So you're going to do the math on what's happened over the past five years. Mm -hmm. um, so you have your big number on top, 1.2 million. You take out the cost of your machine, 10 grand. All right. Um, now you're going to take out the cost of because we didn't talk about profit. We talked about gross. Just it gave you a, a million right. bucks ended up in your right. bank. Different conversation um, than what we had before. Yes, correct. Just as how much money is literally got put in the bank um, when you look at deposits only, right? Um, not withdrawals. Now we'll start taking out some withdrawals, right? So you withdraw the 10 grand, um, you withdraw um, $600,000 in shirts and supplies. And I did that math at 10 bucks. So the only thing that I would change there is mm -hmm. the cost of the printer that you paid the 10 grand or whatever the sum of your financing was. Yes. Okay, good. Good point. So yes, if it, if it was that 15,000 before that you said, then it yep. would be 15,000, right? Uh, if you if you bought it with cash, it'd be 10,000 even. If you did whatever it might be, 0%, you might be 10,000 even too. Now we have $10 a shirt in cost because we have and for the sake of our math, we're doing 10,000 cost, 10, I'm sorry, $10 cost, $10 profit, $20 shirt, just to yep. be clear, just to make the math simple to stay out loud. <laughs> um, yep. So you have $600,000 in supplies. That's that's ink, transfer belts, paper, t-shirts, whatever, all your supplies. Um, then, uh, um, then I just said $5,000 in business fees. Okay. Right? I just mean just like, just stuff. You yeah. pay a tax guy a couple hundred bucks a year. You pay the state a hundred bucks a year, you know, whatever it is. I said like a thousand bucks a year in, in fees, just, just to give some room. <laughs> um, and then you're also, maybe there's some other business fees you didn't factor in like credit card costs, right? Okay, so you like do that. that too, right? You have uh, at, at um, maybe like 30 grand to the credit card for that $1.2 million. Okay. Visa is cashing in, right? Yeah. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh so and and then you could have other things that you pull out of this right that and and um if you have one piece of equipment it's kind of easy because everything relies on this one piece of equipment if you have multiple you know it gets complicated but in the end the 1.2 minus 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 everything i just mentioned ended up about five hundred and fifty thousand dollars profit over five yeah. years so with this math Simple math, you're doing over $100,000 a year in profit for this business based on that $10,000 piece of equipment that, that you're investing in, that yep. you invested in. Um, so this qu quickly becomes a case that it's clear I replaced this printer. Yes. Because I want to do that $100,000 a year again. Continue with that. Yeah. Um. And, uh, and, and that's kind of how you look at, you can look at all of your different pieces of equipment over time is you kind of do some of this math for each of them. And if you have five pieces of equipment, you can start looking at, well, the 
spangle machine is my best net return by itself, meaning like of percentage wise, but my DTG machine is the one that brings in the most cash. Yeah. You know, so, so, and then you could determine, well, I probably want to invest in a second DTG machine so I can up that production. The margin is not as good. The percentages are not as good, but I'm bringing in the most cash. Um, conversely, you could say I should just get another pro spangle machine because the investment's just simple. Yeah. You know, it's just, I just, I know I can produce more. I can make more, I can sell more. And that's got a super fast ROI. And the net in the end is huge for the investment. Uh, and that's, this is part of the decision-making process. Yeah, I love that. So now that we've kind of, we, so we've looked at the three things now. One is just like you, you wired someone money, how quick till you get that money back and then mm -hmm. your bank account grows, right? Yeah. Uh, then we looked at the financing ROI. You didn't wire money, you, you borrowed money and you have to pay it back at X amount of dollars a month. So every time you sell more than, 30 shirts, 20 shirts, whatever the number is, that's money that is for your business towards your profit. Kind of a cash flow. Cash flow, cash flow. That's right. And then we had the net at the end. This is what happened at the end. I spent this much on machine. I spent this much on this. In the end, this is how much that one piece of equipment has earned my business. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the ideal situation if you have the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. And a complete and a complete investment cycle of five years. Mm -hmm. But um, but what I'm excited about is what I'm reading here on the notes and figuring out a simple ROI um, in advance to kind of figure out what's the best investment for you. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a challenge because um, somebody may be. I'm thinking about getting a sublimation printer and I'm going to spend a couple thousand dollars with everything. Or I'm also thinking about getting a transfer printer that's going to be 10,000. And I'm also thinking about a DTG printer that's going to be 15, 20,000. Yep. And so this is where you do, you could do all of this math to help you decide what's best for your business. And you, you, so you go up above, but um, one of the things you consider as part of the math is, um, you know, how many shirts do I have to sell and the payment and all that stuff. But the next one is really the net one in this future that doesn't exist yet. How much, how much does it is going to cost me for this equipment? How much do I think I could sell shirts for? How long do I think it's going to last? How many shirts do I think I'm going to sell? And then in the end, I'm, I'm going to make some sort of prediction that this printer or embroidery machine or whatever it is, is going to give me a net number of $500,000. Yeah. And I, I think, I think one of the interesting things to insert in here, cause you're going to go through some different examples is that there is more than just these numbers to figure out what the best, best printer or best device is to power a customization business. There's a lot more than just these numbers. Yeah. There is uh, there's, what do you like? You know, what are you going to enjoy doing? What kind of stuff do you anticipate selling? You know, um, how are you with maintenance? You know, what is your, um, how good are you with software? You know, so a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of things that influence in the end, the decision that you make once you already know these numbers. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the way I'll say it. 
Yes. And, and the other thing is, is, is you, you touched on it in there, but is your niche market too. Um, mm-hmm. If your niche market is you are um, a lot of people into um, uh, motorcycles, right? So you have like street racers and you have cruisers and you have, you know, uh, clubs, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, you're going to find that that market is going to like certain products versus if you've, if your niche is kind of um, cheerleading and dance and ice skating and stuff like that that's a different market. They want different things. So that's a part of, that's a part of it, of of it too. I think that's a great example because you mentioned sublimation printing, which I think is amazing, you know, especially Mm -hmm. for let's say 2,500, 3,500 bucks. Um, I can't think of anything that you could sell a motorcycle club, you know, that is going to be like, they, they don't wear light colored polyester shirts often, you know, but if you were doing, you know, maybe, team sports that would be perfect yeah you know so i want to start my business i want to serve motorcycle clubs i want to serve um you know some kind of specific business employees this is my market this is what i love these are the designs i like that is going to help you pick which piece of equipment which pieces of equipment that you can choose from Mm -hmm. so you can make the products that you want to sell yeah yeah. And, and it, this also will give us some of that value of money over time and, and things like that based on what you know. So this, th- this is one of those things where if someone asks, and we've said it, we're guilty of it. Um, what's the most profitable machine? And there are answers to that, that are, that are real, but also, I mean, there, there's always depends, right? Yeah. You know, there's always, it depends, but I, I figure we'd talk about a couple examples quickly. Sure. Um, so one is, um, I didn't think of a niche market for these, but I think it, maybe it will help for visualization since, since it was brought up. So maybe in this first example, you're kind of selling to, um, I'm going to say, uh, uh, like local business, local party events, you know, you're just doing a lot of local stuff and it's fairly diverse. Like your niche is like, I'm, I'm the person here that can make shirts for the, for the town. You're, you're you know? the, you're the West chase. Yeah. Custom, custom business. Yeah. You're just in, within the area. You're the closest one within X amount of miles. So people are going to come to you for parties, for events. They're opening up a restaurant. You're kind of, you're fairly diverse. Right. So it, now we're, you're trying to decide, do I want to get an embroidery machine or a DTG prayer? Okay. Very different you know, but they both can produce for this set of people. Mm -hmm. So, and this is this one person's example. This isn't everybody's. This is just literally one business. So uh, the cost of the equipment is $10,000 for the embroidery machine. Um, They've done the math and they think they can make $15 a piece, probably mostly doing hats, right? And they think this machine is going to last them a decade. Does that sound right to you? Yes. All sounds right. Okay. Um, And based on how much they're going to work, how much they think they can sell the availability of, of, of the market based on just kind of some, some, you have to do some educated guessing. They're going to do four pieces an hour, four hours a day, 20 days a month for a decade on this machine. So they're going to sell 40,000 hot hats over 10 years. Right. Um, So we'd take that math, $15 a hat, 
times 40,000 units over the next, over the decade, 600,000 or $60,000 a year. Okay. And then the machines retired. And that's assuming a lot of flatness in this, but. Yeah. But, I mean, and just so I just want to highlight that that's um, four pieces an hour is a, is a reasonable production rate for a single head embroidery machine. And for a hand, for a hat. Yeah, yeah I think so. I so, think so. So, you, so when you, when you think about this, you know, uh, how many pieces an hour are you going to produce? How much you're going to make per piece? You know, the technology influences what your productivity can be. Yeah. And, and I say like for this, they kind of feel like um, producing um, uh, 16 pieces a day is kind of what they feel they're going to be able to sell. Right. Okay. I think, you know, and I'm going to work five days a week. So I'm going to sell, um, I can't, I, I have too much, 80, 80 units a, a week. Right. Okay. I think I'm going to sell 80, 80 hats a week to this market. It seems reasonable to me between the businesses and this, that, and the other. I'm also going to do polos. But I'm going to say the math is the same. So that's one investment they can make. Okay. Now, the second investment is they're looking at the DTG potentially. Now, the equipment cost is 15, more money. Right. Um, yep. We're going to say they could still make 15 bucks a piece. Okay. Right. For this case, because they're going to sell good quality shirts, higher end, you know, um, and, and they know this market has some money to spend on that. Now, the estimated life of a printer, we're going to say is like five years. Right. Right. Because so, it's a digital printer. Yeah. Uses liquid inks, you know, in most electronics, if you look around your house, you look at your phone, um, look at your computer. They're rarely over five years old. Yes, that's just true in general. You're right. Computer, yep. anything electronic in your house is, is unless it's super simple electronics, right? Yep. Um, so five years. So now at first one might say um, it costs more, it lasts less. I yeah. hope I said that right. Nope, that, that's <laughs> like, close enough. why I would I want to do that, right? Well, now we do the math, right? Now this can produce faster. So now they're going to say I can do 12 pieces an hour. Also, people burn through shirts faster than they're going to burn through polos and hats because T-shirts mm -hmm. don't last as long. So I'm going to sell more, right? So now I'm going to do 12 pieces an hour. I'm still going to work four hours a day on, on, on and um, I'm still going to work 20, hour, 20 days a month, for but for five years, right? That's 55,000 total units, $15 profit. I just want to make sure huh? you've, got, you've, got a, you've got different numbers in your... Oh, I was in the wrong section. I see. Okay. <laughs> got DTG Good. down there twice. I'm we do have notes on this. I wrote all this down. Come on, go. So the 55, <laughs> that's what Mark's looking at. So uh, 55,000 units times 15 bucks is 825,000 that you've yeah. made um, over five years. So now this is 165,000 per year. Yeah. So in this case, this business owner might be looking at these two things and say, gosh, that printer, it's a bit more money. And I know that uh, I'm going to replace it sooner, but the net, the net return I'm going to get is, is significantly better in the short term and the long term. Yeah. And I, I love the way that it forces you to look at the difference in price of the equipment. Yeah. You know, because, you know, the, do the, do the 10 and $15,000 seem significant when you look at the ROI on, you know, when you look at the net ROI over five years at all, mm. no, yeah, it doesn't look, I mean, if, if you're, you know, if you're going to make 800, $165,000 a year, 
does the extra five or $10,000 you spend in the beginning matter? No, you know, it, it, it doesn't. So this, the, this, is yeah. just a, this is just a brilliant way to, brilliant way to look at it. After a handful of months, it, it almost, it, it didn't matter anymore because yeah, then the percentage becomes so small, right? Um, but it is important to look at this stuff. Now, Mark, you mentioned some great stuff, you know, DTG sounds terrible to you. It's not, you're not interested in it, you know, um, for whatever reasons. And, and you look at the embroidery numbers and you can still say, listen, that's a nice profitable thing. Maybe I can just get two machines, you yeah. know, or, right? Or, or maybe I'll have something else on the side to bring in some more money because, Again, you might have a goal of making $150,000 a year, you know? Yeah. So then you look at the embroidery machine, you say, okay, here's, here's 60 of it, 90, right. more, you know, okay, I'll just get three machines, right? That, that's, you know, I mean, that's a great way to look at it. And you could also hedge, hedge your bets and get one embroidery machine and maybe the, you know, the, the smallest digital heat effects printer, mm-hmm. you know, or do a combo and add things up that way. Yeah, then, and, 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 and yeah, definitely this can get, really complicated and interesting but if you sit down and you focus on it and think about it over time it it, it the decisions jump out at you i think yeah. in my personal opinion with and everything i do i i feel i feel like there's 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 a group of people although they probably didn't make it to the end of this podcast that um <laughs> yeah that, that feel like there's some sleight of hand going on because the numbers look so good yeah yeah you, you know like we're we're not trying to sell you anything in particular Right, we're trying to get you to take an objective look at the at the numbers in the business in the simplest way possible. And and the other thing is, is I really when I I went back and I did this math like four times. Yeah. Because um I and that's where I said I said um I'm gonna work 20 days a month. I'm off on weekends. Yeah. You know I'm 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 doing production four hours a day, which means half of my eight hour workday is is uh is doing other things besides production and right. and and by the way we've done other stuff when when your embroidery machine is running you can do other things yes you know so so i've really tried to like now yes you do have to sell this but it, you've got four hours a day to sell you know right. so i mean we've right. tried to do our best to make it real and um some of these numbers are way low for some people and some of these numbers will be way high for others. We're just trying to help you learn what to do. But all this stuff is not unrealistic. Um, and especially when you, when I come to Coldesi a few weeks ago, and there was a guy stopping by looking at a piece of equipment in his Porsche. Yeah, right. So yeah. Who, who was looking at, I think he was looking at, um, I think he was looking at a G4 DTG. Sure. So um, he's, I think he's doing pr- pretty good selling t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, I think we want to do just one more separate example just to kind of show some, some converse. I'll go through it a little faster yep. um, if you don't mind. Um, so this separate example is, is going to be, um, I mentioned a motorcycle type of a person um, that they, uh, they have an in with, in with um, some clubs or they've known people they've been riding for 20 years and, and they know a lot of people. So this is their niche. Their embroidery is different. They are going to do long production things. You know, they're, they are, um, they might only be doing four things a day, right? Because they're doing big jacket backs, complicated designs, you know, bags, you know, stuff like that. Um, but they're, but they're profiting a hundred bucks a piece. Yep. Per, 
right? So saying that over 10 years, they're going to do like 12,000 pieces over 10 years. Conversely to what we say before, um, 40,000. So they're doing a lot less, but the profit's much larger on each, right? So this person, $100 profit a piece because they're doing things that cost a couple few hundred bucks to buy. Um, and they're going to do 12,000 units over a, a decade, a little over a thousand a year. Um, so they're making 1.2 million or $120,000 a year on their embroidery machine. They do very high end embroidery. We just spoke to somebody earlier today, Mark and I, that they work for a company that sells rugs that cost over $10,000 a piece. Right. Okay. So if you, so, so just, we can back up that it's not unreasonable to have, uh, somebody would pay something that's a hundred dollar in profit for embroidery. No, I mean, we have customers that sell specifically leather motorcycle jackets and other things. I'm thinking about the, uh, I wish I could remember the business. He does Buffalo soldiers. Uh huh. Um, he's one of our success stories that sells jackets for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. And there's a market for it. So, but that's this person and we're, and we're talking about this person, not that this is your business or this could be your business. This is this person deciding what equipment to buy. Then they look at a DTG printer, right? Same thing costs 15,000 instead of 10. Um, but for t-shirts and that crew, they're not really interested in expensive shirts. They're not interested in anything that fashionable. They want a nice, simple cotton t-shirt, 10 bucks profit a piece is all they think they're going to get out of it. They're not going to get as much as the other guy um, who was selling locally in, in a higher income neighborhood where he's going to make 15 a piece. Um, the life of that equipment's the same five years, but they only really think they're going to sell about eight pieces an hour, four hours a day, same as before, but they're, they can't sell as many as the other person. Just because of the volume of the amount of customers they have, the potential volume, the the, the work and wear through this apparel, they're going to produce and sell less. Um, so they're going to do $10 profit at 40,000 units over five years. That's $80,000 a year mm-hmm. because of their market and what they can sell for and how much they think they can sell. In this case, it's fairly clear that in the investment for them in the embroidery machine is a significantly better investment, three times better. Yes. Agreed. Um, so they would go with embroidery because they have a particular niche that they could sell high end to. And um, and then, I mean, the last bit that we kind of said before is, is your example might be both is the right answer. Yes. Your example is, is, is an embroidery machine and a $5,000 printer um, or a DTG printer and, um, and a sublimation as well, you know, you, yeah. you you determine what what math works out right for you. But but even with these two, with the embroidery and the DTG, and you're you know you're you're in the high end leather jacket and less expensive custom T shirt business, then you know with both machines, you know you're doing two hundred grand a year, and you're spending maybe twenty five thirty thousand dollars on the equipment. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a I mean, pretty compelling story to tell. Yeah, this is what a lot of business is, you know, really. Yeah. Um, you know, a restaurant you mentioned earlier, I think. A subway you mentioned. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. At a subway, what I mean, besides the actual building, they do have to invest in like a nice oven to bake yep. the bread, you know, and stuff like that, I assume, um, which is reasonably expensive. But gosh, a subway sells so many sandwiches. Yeah. With that right. one oven. Um but I don't know why, how or why. That's a separate question. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, 
You know, and the other thing I'll say about this particular combination that you brought up, because it is a good example, is uh, embroidery, you're making four pieces a day. And it takes a lot of time to make each one of those pieces where the embroidery machine is doing all the work. So it's not like you're spending twice the time. You're not adding the time that you are embroidering to the time that you are printing with DTG. You're printing the shirts, whether it's DTG or sublimation or whatever, you're making those shirts while the embroidery machine is also working. So you could be working just about the same amount of time per day, or you could be at work the same yeah. amount of time per day, and you're and you've bumped up your income for 200 grand because you decided to do two things. Yeah, we we just did a um kind of a, a case study with some ice skating stuff that we produced. Oh yeah, that was great. And it, it came out great. And the jackets took uh, an hour and a half each to make. They were long. Jackets. They were embroidery. Beautiful embroidery. Very Beautiful embroidery. And, um, and uh, in the time we did the jackets, while the machine was running, I mean, this this took this took place over I don't know like a day and a half of work days. Yeah. Um, the embroidery machine was running, um, answering emails, writing podcast episode. Right. He sublimated. Um, some uh, keychains and some headbands. The embroidery machine's running. Yeah, <laughs> we ran a pro spangle machine and and put transfers on on t-shirts. Right, I forgot that. And, and the embroidery machine is running. Yeah. Um, and uh, what else did we make? We made stickers on a Roland BN twenty. Right. We printed stickers. Embroidery machine is running, and uh, and I don't remember if there was something else. I forget now, but um we did all that the embroidery machine was going and we all these things were being produced while i'm conducting business now now you said we all those things could have been done just by one person yeah i mean i pretty much did it alone (laughs) but um i will i have to shout out to um hannah and jess if you've watched coldesi videos you've definitely seen both of them they definitely helped out with all of this away but um but really this if they helped because we were shooting video and so we all participated to help out to make sure the video was done. But realistically, all that would have been done by me in a couple of days. And I think we talked to um, uh, uh, Scott and a few other folks around in the business um, who have been in this industry a long time. And they're like, this is a $2,500 to $3,000 order easily for it to be produced, all this stuff. Right. And it was stuff we did in a couple of days. Um, so it kind of goes back to that ROI to say that it would have cost us this much. We would have profited in a couple of days. We would have profited about $1,500 in theory or something yeah. like that. I don't remember that. Yeah, I like it. Um, listen, I think that um, I'm going to say my piece and then let you wrap up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wrap it up. I think that uh, this is so important for you guys to do to at least give some thought as you're considering, you know, getting into the business and what equipment you're going to buy and, uh, or you're considering adding a piece of equipment is take this kind of realistic look at, you know, uh, whether or not you should invest your cash in it, whether or not you should finance, what the ROI looks like, um, the value of supplies versus the total amount of money that you're going to make. Um, the, the, how to value your time when you're talking about this technology and the amount of money it's going to make the, 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 the phrase ROI return on investment has a lot of different practical applications 
And I think the, the things that we've talked about here will give you a really good leg up on having a successful business if you understand them. Yeah, no, thanks. I think that was great. Um, I, I'll say um, if you go to customapparelstartups.com and you go to podcasts and you find this episode, you'll in the notes, we'll have all the math that we did. Um, and the purpose of this math is not what you are going to do or anything like that. The purpose of this is to help you get into this thought process and to get you right. thinking about it with us um, virtually and then think about it on your own. And the numbers will, the reason why our numbers are fairly simple is the number you, I do e-commerce stuff with our Coleman and company store and, and other things like that. And numbers are a rabbit hole forever. <laughs> They're forever a deep rabbit hole. And you can make any number sound like almost anything um, when you really dive deep into them. But the important thing is to start thinking this way, start doing some math and you, you do have to guess a bit. Right. Yeah. And you've got to estimate, estimate, estimate you know, you, you, you guesstimate, you know, predict um, you, you can't predict everything in the future, but you kind of do some of that basic math and you say, what can I sell a shirt for in this area, you know, or in this niche? What does it sell for? How much does it cost to make? All right. There's a basic number. I get that there's, it, there's some electricity costs. Do I really think that's a crazy number? Probably not. I'm not going to do it for the sake of this simple math. You know, right. uh, what is it to register with the state? I mentioned, you know, it's like a hundred bucks a year. I'm not this. These aren't massive things for me doing nice and simple math. You do some basic math and you begin to have an understanding. And then you say, okay, am I going to make a half a million dollars? Maybe and make 300,000. I mean, I feel pretty comfortable with that that's way less. I feel that feels I make a million. I don't know, maybe, you know, but you kind of get in this range. And then once you're there, then you start to be able to look at, Am I not going to do this or am I going to do it? You know, am I going to invest in one or the other or both? And then you get to actually make a decision that's not based on um, impulse or fear. You know, fear is the number one killer. Number one killer is fear. This reduces your fear because you have a nice, comfortable feeling. And it also helps you to not jump ahead of yourself and do and make a poor decision because some people will say, "I, I couldn't make any money with an embroidery machine. And then it's like, well, in your niche, you maybe should have invested in something else that would have been a little bit easier for you to be successful in. Yeah, change or, your niche now because you own an embroidery. Or, or it was it was you and not and not and not the niche. Oh yeah, I mean, I was going to not insult it's you. Me. It's not me. It's, it's you. <laughs> no, it's All true. Right, listen, it's true. Um, great. Thank you, Mark. This is great. This has been uh, Mark Stevenson and uh, Mark Vila from Coldesi. You guys uh, have a great well figured out ROI kind of a business. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.